It's the show the establishment warned you about. And welcome to the Dr. Tommy Show. Not without its hiccups, but back again anyway. We were just on and then there was no uh, microphone going on action. So here we are back again. Brought to you by Atlas MD, the preeminent medical software for membership medicine practices across the United States. Membership medicine includes concierge medicine and direct primary care. It includes everything you need to start your practice today. For $600, you can save that just by going to Dr. Tommy Show. That's Dr. Tommy Show, drtommyshow.com. Click on Special Offer for Atlas MD. Then you can have the most advanced, complete uh, concierge medicine or direct primary care software billing, connect, communicating with your patients, uh, dispensing medicines, everything for the low cost of $600 plus in your bank account. $600 free. That's amazing, huh? I think so. I don't think there's another offer out there like that. Heck, there used to be a free one called, uh, I'm not going to say the word, but there used to be a free EMR out there. And, and um, that's about the only other one, but that one is nothing compared to Atlas MD. Oh, no. And it was built for we insurance We did billing practice. separately and... Yeah, you had to communicate. I mean, on it was okay. Um, you know, I'm gonna. It was okay for, for free. free. Yeah. yeah, for absolutely nothing's free. We shouldn't. But, we shouldn't complain about it. It was free, but but um, you can have this one for free, which is amazing, and uh, it's something that if you're not familiar with Atlas MD and you want to become familiar, it's easy. Just like I said, go to drtommyshow.com and sign up. Uh, one of our new patients that came in was a, a fan of the show and had seen the show a few times. So if you're new to the show, we broadcast from. Echelon Health, was this, which is the only um, sports and family medicine, uh, concierge medicine program in the state, I think. I don't know. Maybe they're not. Who knows? I know it's the only one in Tampa, and there's not very many out there. And there's a mm-hmm. few uh, sports and family medicine, but uh, you're always welcome to come in and, and meet us and um, and ask us questions. Uh, this patient was a, another of the growing number of self-employed business owners mm-hmm. who also have health sharing ministries. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, when you're in the marketing, they say, who is your target client? And you're supposed to say exactly who their target client is. And for us, target clients are people who don't want the government intruding into yes, their health care. they're anti-government for sure. Anti, Anti-big government, not mm-hmm. anti-government. Right, right. Like if, if, the, if there's someone breaking down their door, they want the cops to come. They're not that yes. anti-government. But they don't want... Uh, the uh, local bureaucrat to tell them, oh, this is what you uh, this is uh, what you need to do for your insurance. So you're too stupid to figure it out. Here we're going to go ahead and make this insurance plan for you, and this is the only one you can buy. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you try to buy another one, not only is it illegal, not only uh, do we not want you to do it, we're going to fine you for doing that. And thankfully, uh, the Trump administration has made that fine go away, mm-hmm. starting uh, starting today. I'm starting this this year, next year, actually, in uh, November, right? Or, or January. 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 So when you file your taxes in 2019 for your taxes from 2018, there should be no fine. There will be no fine. And that is a miracle because that was the linchpin for uh, the Obamacare slash ACA to even be a legitimate uh, law was that they said that you had to have the individual mandate, which was a penalty that if you didn't buy it, their the approved insurance, not insurance, you had to buy their approved insurance. Because they said, well, the reason we need the individual mandate is there's too many, quote unquote, free riders. So patients would show up to the hospital and they'd be treated and then they would never take care of themselves or otherwise they wouldn't go to the doctor for many years and then they'd 
that show up at the doctor's office and have all these medical problems. And they say, well, if you just had insurance before, none of this would ever happen and you cost us money now. And so now you're, you're going to be mandated to buy insurance. Mm -hmm. That, And they said, well, then you have to have insurance that covers uh, hangnails. You have to have insurance that covers... Um, you have to have insurance that birth covers control. birth control, everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, then that's not adequate insurance. Mm -hmm. And so when that happened, people were saying, you know what? I don't need all that because it costs $600 to insure myself and my wife or my, you know, the two of us, whoever it was. And then we have a $6,000 deductible and we just, no, we don't, we don't, we don't need that garbage. And so they don't have that garbage. Uh, what's new in the world? Uh, we have uh, recently, speaking about the ACA, they have recently said that is unconstitutional. A federal judge in, I believe it was Texas, said that the ACA is now unconstitutional. And the reason for it, if you haven't been watching the news, which if you haven't been, I don't blame you. Um, there's nothing really good on the news except, you know, maybe your local news may have some some things here and there, but overall the news is just bad news. But either way, a Texas judge, a federal judge in Texas has made the uh, ACA deemed to be unconstitutional because that mandate, which was formerly there, like we said, to force you to buy insurance has been made zero. So there is no effectively no mandate. Mm -hmm. And as such, the, the mandate is the linchpin on which ACA stands. And they've said this some as much. They said, look, Without the mandate, uh, there could be no ACA because we have to have young, healthy people buying insurance, which they otherwise would not buy. And it, without them, we can't make this thing function financially. Also, there's something called severability. And in the mandate, in the, in the ACA, the, the clauses are not severable. So what that means is uh, there is one of them has to be with the other. So let's say that in a, in a contract, you say, look, you're going to be a patient at Echelon Health, and in order to do so, you must be truthful with us, and you must also pay. And they're they're not severable. So you could say, well, if it's severable, then I'm going to be truthful with you, but I'm not going to pay. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a clause in there that says it. We don't have a clause, but it's it's acknowledged that they're not severable. Well, in the ACA, there was no severability clause, and in every contract almost you'll find that. And that was done for a reason. That was a political calculation that they did for a reason. They said it's unseverable because they were saying. We want you to uh, have to go through the, the whole process of uh, re repealing it the way you've done it, which is a very uh, uphill battle. Because if you just repeal part of it, like the mandate, then uh, then the people wouldn't have to pay for the mandate. Mm -hmm. We want you to have it's either all or none. What made this judge just now to decide this? Well, the court case has been winding its way through the different because it's already at federal court level. And then when it got there, they were say uh, the the judge said, look. Now it is unconstitutional. The only way it was constitutional before was because Judge um, Judge John Roberts, who was the Supreme Court Justice, who is the, uh, the, the the he's the Chief Justice, he said, "Look, uh, this is not a penalty. This is actually a tax, and the government has the ability to tax, and as such, this is a tax. This makes it legal." Therefore, Obamacare is constitutional. Okay. Please, please, please drive through. And so, so we can just change the word however we want to make yes. it. Constitutional. And you know what's funny too is because if you look at the uh, political argument for it, they said, "Look, it's not a tax. It's not because then they would say, well, you're trying to raise our taxes.' Like, oh no, 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 we're not raising taxes. It's not a tax. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's a it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. So what happened was John Roberts got it, and John Roberts apparently at the last minute changed his mind to go along with the more liberal ju- justices at the Supreme Court. This is, I mean, we, this is not known for sure, but those close to the situation said at the very last minute, Justice Roberts jumped sides, and he went from the ones that said uh, the ACA is constitutional or unconstitutional, which was the um, Samuel Alito, Clarence Thomas, uh, the late... Um, um, uh, I'm blanking on his name but anyway. Scalia, mm-hmm. you know these this 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 group was saying, look, it's unconstitutional, and then they had the more liberal judges who were saying it is constitutional. Anyway, and even Justice Kennedy, who was known as the the grand swing vote, you know, uh, he was the, the the most popular justice on any Supreme Court is the one who sits the fence, and and after Sandra Day O'Connor retired in the 80s. Or I'm sorry, she was pointing that after you retired, she became she was the swing vote before, and she was the one that she was the smart one. The swing vote on the Supreme Court is always acknowledged as the most Solomon-like. They weigh all of anyway. Justice Kennedy was with the conservatives, and then at the very last minute, Justice Roberts apparently switched sides and joined the liberal justices, and now we have ACA. At least we did. So ACA is now, at least by the federal court judge in Texas, declared unconstitutional. And it's slowly been chipped away since President Trump was elected. Mm-hmm. Slowly, uh, the um, it, it, like he's been taking a pickaxe to it. And uh, another thing that President Trump has and it's been unpopular, unpopular mm-hmm. uh, amongst the DC establishment. And one of the things that Donald Trump has done also recently is he said, "Look, we're going to pull out of Syria. Mm-hmm. We're we're done in Syria. We're we're going to pull out." And both. Um, and this is bipartisan criticism. Anytime you have bipartisan acceptance of a president, you, you, you're concerned for me. And, and when I, and you have bipartisan criticism, you're also a little bit, it, it draws your, draws your attention. So Syria is now, we're pulling out of Syria. Right. He's bringing 2000 troops home, right? Right. 2000 uh, people home. And then the, the uh, talking heads have oh big, big mistake. Why? I don't know. Well, he's and I know Trump says there's not a threat there anymore. So let's right. bring them home, right. let them go home to their families. Well, so, they said they said, well, look, it's going to cause ISIS to rise again. Right, I've I've read that. Which is what the argument well, was we'll, when 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 Barack Obama pulled out of Iraq quickly. Barack Obama said, "Look, this is my drawdown strategy. Uh, we're going to get out of there faster." Republicans said, "You're wrong." Democrats said. Obama's smart. You are stupid. Obama's smart. Now, Trump says, "Look, we're pulling out." What do the Democrats say? What are you doing? Yeah, they think that it shows you how contrived they are. Right. You want to see something more contrived? Is look at this whole border situation. Look, and you can you can Google this easily. This is the beauty of the internet. Is you can go right now and say Chuck Schumer uh, against illegal immigration or Bill Clinton against illegal immigration. Click videos. And you'll bring up videos from prominent Democrats now who are open borders saying just a few years ago, I mean, they even look the almost same. Almost all of them, even Hillary. You can watch videos yeah. of almost any politician. All of them, yep. And they're all saying, well, Why we can't have that you. is, though? Because they've been paid differently. Whoever's in charge, whatever political calculation they made before has now changed. Yeah, but don't they know that people are going to Google this and see? Most people won't. Most people won't. Most people will be... I know a lot of people believe whatever they see on the internet, and maybe they didn't follow politics four years ago. Well, so, and so they don't know. Most people believe what they're told to believe. It's just like you're a Gator or a Seminole. Mm-hmm. Let's let's use that analogy. 
Um, you can do you have to know? Oh yeah, just divided house. (laughs) Uh, But let's say you're a Gator or Seminole. Mm -hmm. If someone comes to you and says, you know, Gators are awesome, and you're a Seminole, you say what? Yeah, of course they're not. No, 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 you're a Seminole. Oh, I'm a Seminole. Gators are awesome. Gators are going to win this year. What do you say? I'm going to say the Seminoles are going to win. Yeah, and you're going to say the Gators suck. Yeah. Now, do you need to know who the Gator quarterback is to say that? Or the (laughs) Seminole quarterback? I know. No. You just need to know whose team you're supposed to cheer for. Right. And that's the job of the media. Mm -hmm. The job of the media is to whip people into supporting Democrat policies, Mm -hmm. more or less. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess it's all about being a follower, you know, we talked about that all the time too. Even in, as simple as the car line at pickup. Yeah. So there'll it, be twenty people in one line, nobody in the other line, but everybody gets in that one car line because they're like, "There must be something wrong with the other line." Right. So they just yes, they all follow no each other, and then we'll say, "Why are people going in this line? It's open. There's nobody in it." I guess it's the same for politics. You know, they just get on the bandwagon, and you know, their friends or whoever their friends are following, or maybe what their friends tell them, and they don't do their own research. You know, uh, the other thing is, is before you said there was a study where some people went into a doctor's office and they're all sitting down and, and one person stood every time they rang a bell. Yes. For no reason, the rang a bell person stood up and sat back down and everybody else was like, what the hell are they doing? And before you know it, another person got up, sat down. And before you know it, the whole office was waiting room, standing up, sitting out a bell. Why? Because they're just following. And no one knew why. There was no explanation, nothing. And so if you take people who are susceptible, let's say you're susceptible to an emotional plea, let's say. And the emotional plea is uh, people want to come to America. All they want to do is come here and, and uh, you know, they want to come from Guatemala or Honduras and they just want to work hard and, and be, live the American dream. And who are you 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 to, to, to not only not let them in with open arms, but to put up a wall, who are you? And then the Democrat or then the media says, and this is, this is the one you choose. I mean, that's very, very easy to just fall in the line. So yeah, well, maybe so. Mm-hmm. And if you, every station, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, even Fox news. Now they're all saying the same thing before you know it. Uh, it's very enticing argument. Right. The same What's thing going with anything. With Tucker Carlson. I don't know. Oh. He's getting, uh, I guess there are people boycotting. They're always boycotting well, something. Well, he seems like, I mean, I know he's, I don't know. It seems like, yeah. He, well, I know his house, people have been going there threatening his house yeah. and, or threatening him at, at his house. But didn't he say something about immigration the other day that Trump wasn't doing his job? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know what he said. I don't, you know, I would be lying to you if I told you I knew exactly or knew anything about what goes on 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 any of the media, including Fox News, because I don't. My father used to watch Fox News back in the day. And, uh, my, they probably still do, but I just, any of them are just, to me, are just boring. They're just too slow. It's too programmed, too canned. It's like, it's like having a uh, TV dinners for your consumption. Mm-hmm. You know, here we are at six o'clock. We're going to turn on the uh, news of the day and it's going to be, you're going to get some peas. You're going to get some, uh, some rubber Turkey. You're going to get a little mashed potatoes and gravy. And this is what you're going to get. That's what you get. I think when you watch TV, I just, <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. Um, one of the things that the ACA is unconstitutional now, according to the Texas judge, is people say, well, what about the uninsured? And most importantly, what about the uh, ones who are uh, pre-existing conditions? That's the big one, pre-existing conditions. I hear a lot of people say, uh, mention pre-existing. What would we do without, you know, so let's, 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 let's put it, let's say, what is pre-existing conditions now? Uh, how is that going to be a problem for day-to-day care? And a direct primary care practice. Right. It's not. It's not. 
So if you look at pre-existing conditions, they're all problems with insurance. Exactly. And so why is it that pre-existing conditions are allowed? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, is a pre-existing condition, uh, if you are, let's say that you are um, have hypertension, does that make you any more likely to have a heart attack than someone without? Yes, it makes you a little bit more Possibly, likely. Possibly, yes. Should that cause you not to have any insurance coverage? I don't think so. No. But I think what we have here in the United States is we have this uh, belief that if you have any pre-existing conditions, you will not be able to have insurance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Beverly Gossage is uh, uh, one of the people that I've followed on social media, and she is an uh, insurance agent. She actually did a very good talk about the history of insurance at the AAPS uh, one year. And she said that basically, you know, before the ACA was around, pre-existing conditions were very easy to cover, believe it or not. Bad pre-existing conditions like cancer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's say, she says, she gave the example, let's say that you have a child and pre-ACA, your child was uninsured uh, and they developed a problem, say a brain tumor. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, under under the old old laws, the, the the child's insurance would be about thirty dollars a month if you had signed up when you're supposed to open and blah 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 blah. Let's say you waited, you waited till the last minute, and the child was diagnosed with something devastating. Now they need insurance because they're going to have expensive treatment. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to have expensive treatment. That's why they need the insurance because you're not going to be able to afford it. You need to share the burden of this high risk thing. Guess how much the cost of that insurance would be. Pre-ACA to that family. Yeah. Oh, pre? Yeah, before the ACA. She had to go into the high-risk pool, it's called. Well, I don't Each know. State probably not much required. more. $150. Yeah. Now, tell you this. ACA, current day, try to find an insurance policy for $150 for anybody. And yeah. Unless you, are, unless you meet the financial qualifications that allow you to have someone else help pay your bill to the insurance company, they're all going to be high. Yeah, I don't think people, a lot of people don't understand that someone else has helped them pay that bill. Well, it's someone else is the government who is the same one who pays uh, maybe for their cell phone, maybe gives them some money to buy groceries with, maybe supplements or rent. And so then that's that's just the government. The government has money. Where did it come from? Nobody knows. Right. Uh, it just has it and they give it some to us because mm-hmm. we need it. And we all, we could all use some, but not everyone gets it. Uh, but the high risk pools are something that was a law. A law, I believe, is if you look at her her video, HIPAA law, HIPAA, which we all know what HIPAA is. Mm-hmm. One of the things of HIPAA was that each state had to establish a high risk pool. It wasn't a federal high risk pool, which is the other argument that people say is we have to have a federal solution. The whole nation has to be on board one solution. Now, I, I doubt that the whole a whole nation could agree on who their favorite Backstreet Boy is, much less on (laughs) one insurance policy for everybody. So let the states decide. So each state had to establish a high-risk pool, however you did it. And like she said, it was was a higher fee. It was five times as much. And so you tell someone, well, that's, that's, if you tell someone that, yeah, well, they can get a high-risk pool, but it's five times as much. Well, what if that five times as much was much less than anybody can get now without subsidies unless mm-hmm. they have subsidies. But that argument, you will you will fall on deaf ears with that. Because what people want to hear is, it's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I'm not at fault. And someone else is going to take care of it. Namely, the government. Right. That's what they want to hear. And politicians are very apt to tell them, yes, 
we're going to do that. Um, you know, the, the other thing that has been in the news lately is uh, they passed this heartbeat bill in uh, in Ohio, I believe it is, abortion. Right, just Ohio, right? Well, oh. Ohio passed it. So okay. the, the, the law says now, uh, if, if John Kasich signs it, I don't know if he's signed it yet. I think he's already vetoed it once that if the heartbeat can detect it on ultrasound, you cannot have an abortion. Now, if you look on the internet, this is denial of reproductive rights to women. Um, and that this, this idea that, uh, abortion is something that should be available to everybody is the most politically, um, what we call charged argument that you have so much so that abortion is that if, if you have a child, let's say a 16 year old child and they want to go have an abortion, does that doctor have to contact you? No, no, absolutely not. But now, if you, but if you, if your 16 year old comes, goes to the doctor because they have the sniffles or they want or to get a school physical or they want to get a school physical or the ear pain, then we can't see them no. unless we have parental um, you know, parent uh, permission. Is that crazy? Yes. And then the other thing is, is that the abortion is so important. <clears throat> not only is, is, does it have to be legal in all circumstances, it has to be something where uh, we pay for it. We meaning taxpayers, we have mm-hmm. to help fund Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. because, because Planned Parenthood is a vital mission. They say mm-hmm. to uh, screen people for cancer and do abortions. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ask anybody, Hey, I'm going to Planned Parenthood. Guess what I'm going for? Well, I immediately think abortion, mm-hmm. maybe some birth control pills, but who says, yeah, I'm going to get my pap smear. Where are you going? Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't even, I mean, they do them, but when you hear planned parenthood, that means they're planning your parent. Yeah. And, and the plan is usually almost a hundred percent. Guess what? You're not going to be a parent. That's right. It, how many parents, uh, soon to be parents go into planned parenthood. And if, if planned parenthood has done their mission correctly, leave as still a potential parent. There are that, and so that's the plan. The plan is not to be a parenthood. So planned unparenthood. So this heartbeat bill that's been passed, we know that you can hear a heartbeat on ultrasound. Ultrasound very, is one of the worst things to happen early. to the abortion movement in recent history. Most definitely, when I think you know these young mothers that go into planned. Um, uh, they don't think that, uh, I don't know what they think. Maybe they're just uneducated. They think that you're not going to hear a heartbeat until months down the road. But you're going to hear it very early on an ultrasound. So if you show a mom, if you do an ultrasound, which isn't, is that a requirement now? I think it is. I, I don't know. I don't there know was for some sure. discussion. There was a discussion. To- and then it was met with a lot of, as you would expect, uh, pushback. Yeah, so if you do an ultrasound on these um, young mothers that come in, or old mothers, whoever the you know the person that's pregnant, um, I think there there would be a lot less abortions. There might be there'll still be people saying, "I don't care," you know, do yeah. it still. Yeah, I, I think I think for the Planned Parenthood community, less is more. The less you know, the more the more is better. More, I mean, less is more. I mean, we look look informed consent is this: you want to be pregnant or not? No, okay. I'm not saying that's what they do, but I think that's that's the idea of the the pro-abortion industry is to say, look, you want this gone, we're going to take care of it. It kind of like it's kind of like it's it's basically taken out a hit. We've seen videos undercover people, you know, going yeah. into there and um, talking to them, talking to the staff about what happens. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like, do you want to know the nitty gritty of what's going to go on, or do you just want to take care of this? Mm-hmm. Well, just take care of it. Mm-hmm. 
and the the heartbeat bill then is something. But what made me think about it is this, this disgusting video, which I didn't watch. It says heart wrenching. Twenty two week old twin babies died after a hospital refused to save the infants because they were not expected to live. The video shows a mother crying and pleading for the baby, pleading for the babies while the staff ignored her. See, I can't watch that. I seen the headline, that but is, I, did, I did not yeah, read I'm not it. Click on that. And um, no, that's disgusting. Anyway. Uh, what else? Uh, so we covered the ACA. We covered, uh, one of the things I wanted to say is, uh, the surgery center of Oklahoma has, uh, always been on the forefront of, um, fighting for free market medicine. Mm -hmm. And they had a, they have an article here actually that was, let me go ahead and bring it up. This was published. Oh, this was Dr. Uh, Smith's blog. So if you go to surgerycenterok.com, click on a blog, he says 10 lessons from running a cash based ambulatory surgery center and i'm just going to go through a few of them but the, the one of them that i wanted to bring to mind is this in a nutshell tells you what third-party payers do for medical care uh, not the only thing they do this is one of the things that they do okay and this is number three it says insurance carriers do not value high quality or reasonable pricing no carriers want or have ever wanted to work with our facility surgery center of oklahoma while this sounds paradoxical, our transparent pricing denies the carriers the ability to skim the transaction, parentheses, securing a portion of the fictitious discounts they apply to claims for themselves. For instance, when a $100,000 bill is, quote, discounted to $20,000, an employer group, for instance, pays a commission to the carrier for the 80000 quote, saved. Uh, working with our facility represents an opportunity foregone for the carriers due to our price posting. So what he's saying is, mm -hmm. it's kind of like the people who go out and say, "Look, I just I just bought a purse and I saved three hundred dollars." Wow, that's weird. How, how much was the purse? The purse was a thousand dollars. Wow, we mean you saved three hundred dollars. Well, it was on sale. Mm -hmm. It was regularly thirteen hundred dollars, but it was on sale for three hundred. I got it for a thousand dollars, and then they saved three thousand three hundred dollars instead of saying, "Look, I just spent a." A thousand dollars on a purse. Mm -hmm. Same thing happens. Um, this is another point he makes. Transparently priced medical service models are not for everyone. Fastidious and inefficient surgeons, for instance, do not fare well in an environment containing low maintenance and efficient competitors. Surgeons with unusually high implant use or those with involving or, or those involved in fee sharing arrangement with implant manufacturers also do not fare well in a transparent and competitive environment. Market discipline, when allowed to function, cleanses the market of the inefficient, incompetent, and unethical. So he's saying that, look, all this talk about transparency and pricing, it all sounds well and good, but not everyone wants that. I mean, there's some there's some people out there, insurance agent or insurance companies, hospitals that make a very good living because their prices are not transparent. Right. We know that from experience. Well, for instance, uh, I'm not going to say the name of the hospital, but we had a, a hospital we went to for delivery. And the, the uh, bill went from $2,700, part of the bill, to what? $300. $300. So $2,700 to $300. Now, the um, EOB that I seen for myself, uh, they charged $1,200 a day for the bed, for the yes. room. I mean, what kind of twelve hundred? Now, that's uh, does that include the nursing staff yes. and the cleaning staff? And it does include, you know, that. but still, uh, that's a bargain compared to go go spend the night in the ICU. Mm -hmm. Have the un misfortune of being in the ICU for one night, 
without insurance and you will have an astronomical bill mm-hmm. um, or, or have a angioplasty. And whether you're going to say, well, you know, those are specialized care. Obviously they are. But back to Dr. Smith's uh, model, if you, if we had uh, competitors, let's say competing for, uh, for, for, for services to offer services for whether it's angioplasty surgery and their, in their point birthing uh, delivery, uh, the market will dictate that the the price that will be paid is going to be lower and the quality will be better overall. But that would require transparency. And that would also, these, these other middle people would miss out. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to negotiate, let's say that I negotiate, I'm with ABC insurance company okay. and I negotiate with uh, Florida hospital or Tampa general or Bay care. And I say, look, our members, instead of paying the uh, $50,000 for delivery for spontaneous vaginal, I'm making these numbers up. I don't mm-hmm. know what they are. $50,000 or $25,000 for spontaneous vaginal delivery, three days, normal two day stay, no complications. Uh, instead of paying the $25,000, our members are going to pay, let's say, fifteen. dollars uh, And then you're going to, then I'm going to get paid by giving you that. I'm going to get a benefit. I'm going to get your, I'm going to get the benefit of having, your you be the, your chosen rep and, and whatever financial arrangements we have because I saved that you know amount of money ten thousand dollars. Well, let's say that the price isn't fifteen though. What if the price is only five? Mm-hmm. Then you didn't really save fifteen thousand or ten thousand dollars. You actually cost ten thousand dollars more. But because we live in this situation where the 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 the, uh, the prices are not real. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine walking into a hospital and it being like McDonald's? Though, you know, yeah. all the prices listed. Yeah. I mean, I understand they can't really, they obviously can't do that. For everything. Because, yes, they can't do that for everything. But it shouldn't be as hard as it is. And we should right. not be given the runaround that we get when we call a doctor's office or a hospital and say, we have a patient that needs this service done for cash and that they should not tell us, well, we don't do that. We don't see self-pay patients. Mm-hmm. Or, yes. or, the, or we shouldn't have to say, okay, well, what is that question you have again? Someone doesn't have insurance. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to hold. I just talked to my supervisor, and they're going to have to do some research on this. To get back to you. Wait, you never heard. This should not be the case. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like they have some kind of contagious illness, and they don't want to see them. Yeah. But here's the here's the thing: is let's say that you want to have free market medicine. You want to have better quality and lower prices. Let's say that you believe that. Some people don't believe that. Some people don't believe that. You should have that. Some people believe that networks should be set up by insurance companies with hospitals and doctor groups, and then you should pay to access their network, and you should just stay in that. Okay, let's say you want to stay in that system. Fine, stay in that system. But let's say that you want to have another way. Let's say you don't believe that's a good way, and you want to be like Dr. Smith, or you want to be like Dr. Dr. Umber, or you want to be like us, and you want to do a better way. Well, one of the things you can do is uh, just just say, look, we're not going to participate. And not only that, we're going to build our own way. Mm-hmm. So is the better way to uh, force someone to let you use their road to try to get somewhere or just build your own road? Yeah, make your own. And I think a lot of the times the people who are in this business, meaning free market medicine, lose focus on that. They try to force people to see things their way. They try to make their way into an employer group and say, don't do that. Don't do the high cost insurance practice uh, with your benefits, work with us. And then they beat their head against the wall because they say, look at all the benefits that you could get. Why don't you want it? Well, 
most everybody doesn't want it, at least nowadays. Mm-hmm. It may change, but at least nowadays, most people don't want that. Most people who are employers. So you have to just find the ones that do through your marketing, identify them, and then say, look, we're going to forge ahead and we're going to have this, this awesome path. Join us if you want. If you don't want to, you have an option. Mm-hmm. And continue the way you are or, or not, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, we're getting near the end of the show. Trans-Siberian Orchestra is in season. If you haven't seen Trans-Siberian Orchestra, highly recommended that you do that. Uh, we went to see them December 16th, and it was our second time seeing them. It was a great show, probably two and a half, three hours almost. And yeah. it opens with uh, Christmas-oriented music mm-hmm. and then closes with uh, just regular good old uh, symphonic rock and roll and so Trans-Siberian Orchestra, if, it, if you have a chance to go see them. Uh, this is you, their 20th year. 20th year. And they have their roots in Tampa through a, a band called Sabotage, which is the original core members of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, along with Paul O'Neill, who's the late producer of both Sabotage and Trans-Siberian Orchestra, have their roots in Tampa, and we're proud of that. And uh, we're going to close with a song called The Nut Rocker, and it's by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. And the reason I'm closing with that is because that's the closest I can get to Trans-Siberian Orchestra because YouTube, uh, you can't play Trans-Siberian Orchestra on YouTube. So we're going to close with Nut Rocker. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you have not uh, gone to our website, go to Dr. Tommy. That's drtommyshow.com. And uh, that is where we have our um, Dr. Tommy Show um, um that's where we have basically the uh, uh, the Dr. Tommy Show uh, podcast and all the information about that. And then if you want to learn more about our particular practice, go to Dr. Tommy, D-O-C-T-O-R, Tommy.com. That's our medical practice. And thank you all for listening. And until next time, bye-bye.